Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry. Hear that vocal shouting, it's Stainer and Jay. It's Stainer and Jay. The latest edition to Hear That Podcast Ground is presented by the Sun Network, working for everyone. Paul Eater Jr. and Jay Morrison here working for you on the walkout. On a day, the Bengals are AFC North champs. Bengals 34, Chiefs 31 in a very kind of mundane, ho-hum game. Fairly (laughs) not a lot of ins, not a lot of outs, not a lot of what-have-yous. Just sort of your basic football game. Just like a lot of old December games that you've seen blend into the woodwork here at Paul Brown Stadium over the years. Or, I'm going to say it, greatest game, most impactful win in Paul Brown Stadium history. No argument here. And and I knew it was happening. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, for people that don't know, I didn't mention it. Um, but if you couldn't tell from the way I was tweeting, I was not at the game today. I, I tested positive Friday, so I knew I was not going to be able to attend the game. And I knew something like this was going to happen, that I was going to miss a great game. And it was. It was. It, 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 it felt so much like that Rose Bowl yesterday where the, the team, <laughs> the local team is just battling from behind. And you just felt like if they could get that one stop, they could kind of get rolling. And and the Bengals did. It took two stops before they kind of flipped the script and took the lead. And just, I don't even know where to start. There were just so many amazing plays slash performances slash moments that it's, it, it's a game. I think this may set a record for Bengals fans going back and watching, rewatching this game. We do it as part of our job. I think a lot of fans are going to go back and rewatch this one over and over and over again. We've seen this team come of age in different phases this year, right? We we had the "Hey, we're not going to stink" phase early on. Uh, with a couple of big wins, the early wins. We had the, you know, we feel like we're close stage. We were competitive with the Packers stage. You had the dose of reality in the division stage after they beat Baltimore and they had done what they had done to Pittsburgh. And then you had things falling into place stage as the year went on. And then last week, beating the Ravens, 525, Joe Burrow. But we had not had, we didn't know if we were going to have the, this team could win the Super Bowl this year stage. We didn't know if we were there yet with this team or if they were just kind of kind of be like a lot of Bengals teams have been. A lot of teams have been in this city for a while. When the big moment comes, when the opportunity to truly put themselves in that conversation comes, they fail or shrink in the moment or it's the, sh- the other shoe drops or an injury or whatever it is. 
and it didn't. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase happened. The draft of the last two seasons happened. The comeuppance in the next phase, the phase that's been talked about around here forever, one still without a playoffs, playoff victory in three-plus decades, suddenly the real change happened. The Bengals beat the Chiefs, winners of eight in a row, favorite to win the AFC. They did it in a fashion where Joe Burrow was 30 of 39 for 446 yards for four touchdowns and no interceptions, a 148 passer rating game of his career. Nobody talking about beat-up secondaries today. Jamar Chase had 11 of 12, caught 11 of 12, had 266 yards for three touchdowns. Momentum changers. He caught a third and 27 conversion on the game-winning drive. He did everything. And the Bengals win in, in a wild fashion. It's everything that hadn't had we learned today. What we kind of hinted at as the season went along, wondered about, wondered more loudly about as the season went on. Today, they solidified they can win the Super Bowl. They can make it to the Super Bowl. Because if you can do this against that team, I'll say what C.J. Uzama said in the preseason. Why not us? You know, for him, for them, why not them? I think they proved today, why not them? What is the difference between them and anybody else in this conference right now? Because what Joe Burrow has going right now wins championships. And he proved it today that he can carry this team to a championship. And you know what they also used to say? Defense wins championships. And Lou Anaruma was getting hammered in the first half of that game. And I'm going to have to go look this up. But last team to hold the Chiefs to three points in the second half. I, I think I think you have to go back to the pre-Mahomes era. It, it was just, it was really really impressive flip there. And you know what you said about the Super Bowl. I think maybe there was a little hint of it in that Green Bay game because Green Bay was a favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Bengals should have won that game, but the two things there they didn't. The gust of wind over the south bank of the stadium blew the ball wide, and it was Week Five. And so much can kind of change over the course of a season. This was different. This was this was January football, regular season, but playoff atmosphere, playoff ramifications, everything on the line. I got to have it win. I mean, if, if they don't win this game, they're playing for their lives just to get into the playoffs next week. Now they've got now they're there. They've clinched the spot. Now the number one seed. You want to talk Super Bowl? That's the easiest path to it. The number one seed is still in play. Gonna take the the Titans losing and the Chiefs losing next week and the Bengals winning, but it's still there. And the Patriots losing. And the Patriots. It it's still all right there. And it's just it's remarkable. They can talk all they want. Joe Burrow said, I saw this coming back in OTAs, or I thought this was that no way. I don't. I, they are so far ahead of schedule from any kind of sane, realistic expectations that it's it's remarkable. And this was this was the stamp. This was I, I think everybody thought it could happen, but this was the proof today. Yeah, and you know, after the game, we 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 sit around, and we wait. You can hear the 
total pandemonium in the Bengals locker room, as you can only imagine. And if you've seen the videos or if you follow Joe Mixon on Instagram, you've seen, you know, Joe Burrow smoking the cigar, dancing, everybody's in there. It sounded like you would think it sounded like. And all of a sudden, amidst that madness, Zach Taylor walks in and sits down. And the first question is a basic, you know, what's it like to know that you just won the AFC North Championship? And he couldn't do it. He couldn't start. You know, this guy who we have seen sit at this podium and talk eloquently and, and you know, in, in long, long form for a long time and, and about this and that and, and never really not have an answer, couldn't do it. The emotion just came over him, and you, it was welling up with his AFC North champion hat on and, you know, kind of asked, was asked, you know, why, why is it such so emotional for you? He said, you know, you guys have sat here. You know what we've been through. And a lot of people listening to this podcast, uh, a lot of people in this city, not just even – before this year, during this year, heck, I think in the first half, have called for this man fired. And have said they don't believe in what's going on here. And 625 and one, why wouldn't you? You know? And to be sitting here now and to have won the AFC North, have knocked off the Chiefs, done it that way. And, you know, with an offense wide open going toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes to do it. I just think it's a it's a, it's one of those special moments you'll never get back. And and he's kind of saying, you know, this isn't – we're not done. This isn't about them being done. They all have their eyes on bigger things this year. But there's an understanding of what this moment was. And, and, and you see how much it meant to everybody in there. And I, I – people get so tired of this because I bring it up a lot. And they're – and – you have to in this in this rebuild you have to give your team your staff your organization your city these fans you're trying to reconnect with a moment and they have given them multiple moments this year but none quite like this one that truly makes everyone believe and 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 puts that confidence in where this organization is at this year not just where they're headed and 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 that's what that's i think what made for a special day, and you could see Zach Taylor kind of understanding where, how far this thing has come. And there was a lot of times where he wondered he would never make it to this spot. Uh, in you know, I think both in in physical body form or in just them playing this way. And so uh, you could sense just you know the jubilation and what it meant to everybody after the game. Yeah, and think about it. Zach Taylor's been here three years. A lot of you guys that are listening to this right now have endured this for 30 years maybe not the full 30 but a big part of it I, I bet there are a lot of videos out there i saw one from a former co-worker of mine where his daughter just happened to record him as he was sitting there watching that final field goal and and just seeing the emotions on his face in that video and it wasn't staged at all he didn't know she was recording i bet there's a ton of those out there i bet there were t- there were tears probably shed all across greater Cincinnati and beyond anybody that cheers for the Bengals. It was just, it was that impactful of a win. And yes, it, they, they haven't gotten anywhere yet. They clinched the division. That's, that's a great start, but it, it, it never 
for the longest time felt like this team, this coaching staff was going to be able to get them there and, and to finally kind of climb that mountain or, or hit this peak on the way to the next peak. It just, it means so much for everybody inside that organization and everybody that supports that organization. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Let's reset here real quick. Uh, we're recording this as the four o'clock games uh, are going on, but basically Bengals are 10 and six. They're a game behind Tennessee and Kansas City. I mean, the idea that they're going to get the one seed is is not not very realistic. They all have a game in Cleveland next week um, that the Browns won't have anything really to play for probably. And so you're talking about how much should Joe Burrow play? Will he play? Um, they kind of made it all sound like he would. He says his knee is fine. Um, as he couldn't even go in at the end of the game there to uh, take the knee and, you know, spike it at the end. Uh, they let Brandon Allen do it because he said he kind of re-aggravated the right knee that he hurt against the Chargers game, but it's nothing serious. He should be fine. You know, look, it, it, we'll have a lot of time to debate what they should do next week or what that will look like. But, you know, you've got to be thinking about long run with Burrow, especially with her. I mean, the man's out here thrown for 446 yards. His nameplate's been ripped off. He's been tossed down to the ground a million times. His right knee, he's hobbling off the field, and he still throws 30 of 39 for 446 and four touchdowns. The legend grows. The legend grows with this guy. But all of that, you know, you're you're in the playoffs. You're probably going to get a home game against one of these wild card teams that are all bunched together. We'll see how that plays out next week. But you've got New England, Vegas, Indy, Chargers, all in this mix. You know, so you could find any combination of of those teams. But you are not scared of absolutely anybody when you've got Burrow playing this way. Let me take you back to. There's a couple moments to me, Jay, that are game changers in this one. Um, 14 nothing, Kansas City. They are out, and it looks like it's going to be one of them days. Other shoe drops days. Yep. Kansas City comes in, and Mahomes about to run it up days. Bengals had no answer. They've had a couple of stops. Joe Burrow throws a quick out to Jamar Chase, who has – I think the entire Kansas City team surrounding him <laughs> makes one man miss, accelerates through everyone to get up to almost 22 miles per hour, according to Next Gen Stats, 10th fastest by a ball carrier all season, and some magically runs off the 72-yard touchdown. Suddenly, everything felt different, right? It's like, oh, explosion, Jamar Chase. Like, maybe this can be a thing. That was a, I mean, I thought that Joe Burrow that said he thought it was his best of the day. He said that, you know, Chase is supposed to go all the way out, but he felt the corner all the way on the outside, stopped his route in the middle, knowing that was the area where he could get the most after the catch and Burrow hit him. He said, that's just a rare feel. That's, that's not, you know, something natural to just be able to, to know that. And then to have the ability to do that yak after the catch was just phenomenal. And he did that all day. That to me was the first of the of the Jamar Chase game changers, of which there are many. But that to me, that was the first one. That's just pure. Can't coach it. Can't coach it. Can only draft it. Yeah, and you could speak to this better. Being there, watching it on TV, you could you could tell how the stadium came back to life. I can only imagine what it felt like there 
in the moment. But that's where what I was talking about. That's where that belief started coming in where just get a stop and you can get back to even because it did. It felt like it was it was going to be they were just going to get run out of the stadium that they, they weren't doing anything offensively. Kansas City's scoring with ease. And if they if they don't score there, it's very likely it's going to be 21 nothing and then you can basically forget it and that it that flipped everything and they didn't that it was still they were in that got to get a stop mode for a long time because the chiefs just kept scoring but but to be able to trade punches and stay in in reach that that meant everything and it it did it was mathematically it was huge because it kept it close but just momentum wise psychologically that that may have been the biggest play of the year because that that just gave them the belief gave the fans the belief too to keep them loud and keep them into the game that that this could happen and you know you end up <laughs> you get the holding call it would have been a kickoff return touchdown right <laughs> before halftime in the Morrison minutes uh <laughs> That makes it's it's a big difference, but you're you're down eleven and you have the ball three plays into the second half, third down, busted coverage, Jamar Chase down the sidelines for sixty nine more. Suddenly it's twenty eight twenty four, and you know it's again the momentum burst, again the sense of belief that that comes from that um, was was huge, and then they have they end up with an eight play eighty six yard drive. That ends with the TD to Boyd, where everybody sort of had a hand in it. You know, you've you had Higgins, you had Chase breaking tackles, Boyd in the corner at the pylon, had some help with penalties, and the place is going nuts. They're up 31-28. It's it's unbelievable. Here's the one for me, though. Bengals get the ball with 601. I mean, when they Bengals take the ball with 601, it's tied 31 all. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking three possessions left in this game, yeah. four, right? How many are you gonna? Can you really have a drive that would run six oh one off? And at one point, you end up in third and twenty seven from the forty one, and the Chiefs are thinking to not let them get the field goal. Clearly, they brought zero blitz and left Jamar Chase one on one and. Burrow said after the game, it was the meme. It was the F it. Jamar's down there somewhere. Throw it up. And and he did. And he goes and gets it for a 30-yard completion on third and 27 to set them up to get down into the red zone. Unbelievable. Un, just unbelievable. It, it, was, it was one unbelievable play after another. That third and 27, it, that might be the longest third down conversion in Bengals history. I mean, I can't remember one longer. I, I can't remember that that many longer in in NFL history. It, it, and it was kind of a honestly a what are you doing moment because it was if if they, if that's incomplete, then you're talking about Evan McPherson trying from 59. It, it, they were at the 41 on third and 27. I mean, if if that goes incomplete, you're you're either trying a 59-yard prayer and then giving Mahomes the ball at midfield or you're punting and, and giving Mahomes three minutes to go down and, and get a field goal. I mean, that that was the game right there. If that if that is incomplete, 
they almost certainly lose that game. And and to go for it, to go for that kind of shot on third and 27 and not just take the, the safe play, a dump off to get into a more reasonable field goal range, it just kind of typifies everything that, that Zach Taylor has been about. But just that aggression and going for it and, and later in that drive, going for it on fourth and inches when – when a, a field goal puts you ahead, it just that 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 was a it was a statement play in the middle of a statement drive. Well, I mean, we talked about before the game. What kind of game are you going to play? Mm-hmm. Is this going to be like the Denver game or the Raiders game and a grind it out and trust the running game? It was not. It was the Ravens game from last week. It was, we are going to go toe-to-toe with Joe, but we are going to air it out. We are going to try to be better than you throwing the ball. And we're going we're gonna to let Burrow be the guy to carry us there. And I thought that was remarkable. You know, and why not? I mean, Burrow makes him look great again. But I thought that was, you know, something – to say about the way they decided to approach this game because there were a number of different ways they could have tried to beat. A lot of people have tried a million different ways to beat the Chiefs, unsuccessfully, by the way. You know, he hasn't lost after October. What This is like now the third time in three years, and that includes the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, it doesn't happen. And, and so people have tried and failed, and he trusted – his quarterback, and you had to be aggressive in spots. Nate Taylor told us during the week on the Thursday edition, you know, you got to come off the bus knowing you need 35. And Brandon Staley was right. You got to go for it when you have a chance to go for it. You can't be conservative. Mahomes will crush you if you do that. And so when it came to the absurdity near the goal line, at the end, you know, Zach Taylor, we've been begging this guy. Everyone in the city has been begging this guy to put the ball in Burrow's hands in the big moments for months. And on twice, on fourth down in an inch, he did that. And flags ended up coming out both times. I'm sure uh, on Times Ours over there with Nate and the Chiefs people, they're talking a lot about all the flags in this game, understandably. I mean, there was a, a lot of controversy there with a bunch of calls and whatever. But, you know, the flags come out and they end up making the difference. But, you know, it could have been a failure there. That that could have been if, if the flag doesn't come out, that's it, right? At the end, you could have lost the game. But he put it in Burrow's hands. He put the game as a whole. He put the game plan in Burrow's hands. What I think everybody's been wanting to see happen and kind of asking him to do. And I think it seems like this is what you're going to maybe see from this team going forward. And it ended up paying off for him at the end as McPherson kicks the 20-yarder through the uprights and sets off the wild celebration on the field. I mean, the the the, the good thing about this for the Bengals is they, yes, that seems like the, the logical way to go, just put the ball in, in Burrow's hands, but you know, they can win the other way. And we saw that. After that 69-yarder, it seemed like they really started leaning on Joe Mixon a little bit more and that that was part of it kind of to, to maybe then – slow things down and and I'm sure with what Kansas City was doing it was there for the runs were there and they they did start leaning on Mixon a lot more and and just to know that when you go into winter cold January football sometimes you have to run the ball and to know they can do either they that was a very good 
Chiefs defense. And, and to know that you can either run on a team or throw it all over and have a career day against one of the, the better pass defenses, at least for the maybe not for the bulk of the season when you look at the numbers, but the way they've played in this eight game winning streak, it's it, it kind of goes back to that, what they say in the passing, the pick your poison element of the pass game. Now it's the pick your poison in the offense overall. What, whatever a team wants to throw at them, it feels like the Bengals can beat it, whether the ball's in Joe Burrow's hands or it's in Joe Mixon's hands. Joe Burrow walked into the post game press conference and just sat down and said, Well, that was fun. <laughs> and I think Bengals fans would agree with Joe, you know. This city and this fan base has never really had that sense that things are going to go right. Yeah. And that everything's going to be okay and that you're never out of it and that the big game. And what have we said? You know what I need to see? Because I need to make it like 80 episodes in a row on this, Jay. I want to see what Joe Burrow looks like on the big stage. Because yep. all we know about him is that he keeps getting better the bigger the stage gets, the brighter the lights get. Well, today. The stage got about as big as it can get in the regular season. And we saw Joe Burrow have, I would call this the best game of his career that's already full of a ton of best games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do it with his, going to his guy against a really good Chiefs defense, by the way, that, you know, had been holding everybody down. But, you know, it, it, they have changed the dynamic. They, you know, changing the image, the perception, the thought of what this team is and can be, he's changed it. He's done it. He's proven this guy has proved I can go anywhere and do that, you know, because if you can do it here, you can do it anywhere, <laughs> you know, pretty much. I mean, Seriously, what is – it, that those five years in a row in the early part of the last decade when they were going to the playoffs and losing in the first year, it was what you said where, where Bengal fans were just kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop and always felt like, uh, can they get over the hump? It, I don't think it feels like that now. You almost expect them. They're going to have a home game by winning the division. And with with the way Burrow's playing and the fact that they're going to be at home, you it almost feels like you expect them to win that first game and, and, and kind of – rid themselves of the demons, and then you get into the the final four of the AFC and see where it can take you from there. But it just it it feels totally different, even though they've been in this position before and they've had home playoff games before. It it, I don't know. It just feels like the expectation there is that they are going to win in advance, not that something is going to go wrong. Jamar Chase was drafted uh, in April and and was on the Zoom call with us right afterwards and said, I'm going to break all the records. And I'll be damned he's breaking all the records. He he sets the single game record today with 266, breaks Chad's 260 that has lived on for about 15 years. And, you know, he's blowing up past, up by A.J. Green. He's got touchdowns. I mean, you name it. He's breaking all the records. Burrow breaking all the records. He's thrown most touchdowns, most yards. I mean, all this stuff from Burrow. Superlatives everywhere. And you know, it's he he said he was going to do it. It was he he was told after the game that he actually caught more than Patrick Mahomes threw for, and couldn't believe it. He 
He's like, oh no, I mean that 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 can't be true. Like he's looking around, that can't that can't <laughs> be true. And we're all shaking our heads at him that yes, it's true. And he's just like, shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just it's it's hard for even to believe when you said I'm just overwhelmed with it all, you know. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a real sense of deserved accomplishment here with this team and a special a special game uh, for them. As as the Bengals win and over, they win three in a row for the first time since 2015. Zach Taylor gets his first win when trailing, entering the fourth quarter, which we've held over mm. his head uh, his entire <laughs> career, and he gets his first AFC North championship and first playoff berth. Check, check, check. The box keeps getting checked off this year as everybody has held history over this team. You're right. You know, the, the title of the book to this point this year would be This Feels Different. We've said it along every step of the way. And nothing says this feels different than what you said, Jay. The fact that you would expect them, the team that hasn't won a playoff game since January 6th, 1991, that you would expect them to win a playoff game says all you need to know about how far they have brought this thing and what today meant for this franchise. Sam Hubbard said after the game, he's talking to somebody in the organization came up to him, was trying to express how much this meant to Mike Brown. And that, and Sam said, they said, Mike Brown had tears in his eyes. And he said, you know, that's, that's what he's just so thrilled about what this means to the team, to the city. And yeah, this was kind of one for the team and for the city and kind of breathing the jungle back to life a little bit officially today. Yeah. I mean, that I, I again, I, I bet there were a lot of tears today, and what w- we were talking about what what you expect if it's if it's Chargers who they're playing in the first round, maybe if it's not even, maybe regardless, you you wanted to see Burrow on the big stage. He's proved he could do it. Let's not forget that this year there's going to be a Monday night playoff game, and with the way Burrow and this offense are playing, as exciting as they are. Wouldn't surprise me at all to see them kind of make the Bengals that marquee game of the opening wild card weekend. I don't know if that's – I mean, the Bengals have exercised their primetime demons. They've exercised their Pittsburgh demons. They've exercised their road game demons. They've exercised the three wins in a row demon. I mean, it, they're all gone now except a first-round playoff win. So I, I think Bengal fans would feel good if that if that game's in primetime or Saturday afternoon or or whenever it is. But – it would not surprise me with the way this team is playing and the, the excitement generated by Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow for them to get either the Monday night slot or the Saturday night slot or the Sunday, one of those primetime games that opening weekend. I think the the Bengals should, should have taken Panay Sewell, Jay. Which we, should, is it time to yeah. relitigate that? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody could – we could all – just kind of let that one go now at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, let's wrap it up. We'll of course be back. You might have some questions tomorrow. Live room at noon. Uh, come on over to the athletic app. Jay and I will be taking your questions. Uh, and if you're a subscriber, you can drop in uh, those questions to us. Or if you're not a subscriber, you can just come over and listen. And we'll, of course, have it archived up for you later in the day. Uh, so we have that, our regular episode on Tuesday. And we are off and running as we uh, head into playoff football for Hear That Podcast, Growlin. Uh For Bengals fans that have uh, been listening to this podcast since back when it was 
scribe session with me and Joe Reedy at the Inquirer and all the way back to before podcasts existed, before text messages existed. First text was sent in 1992, Jay. Uh, so if you if you're pre-text message Bengals fan, congratulations on today. You don't get it. you haven't gotten a lot of these in the last 30 years, these kind of days. So uh congratulations to you guys on uh enjoying that. Uh and plenty more to go. So thanks everybody for listening to hear that podcast growling and the walkout on the day where the Bengals beat the Chiefs 34-31 and become AFC North champs. We will talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Mm-hmm.